0: To It's All Her the Podcast. I'm your host, Geordie Lucas. I'm the founder and editor of It's All Her. I was an actress in a previous life and I'm a mum to a toddler. I've got a lot going on and I have a passion for helping women live simpler, better lives. For the latest in lifestyle and entertainment news, head to it'sallher.com. Welcome back. How was your week? It's a sad week. For women as we obviously saw Roe v Wade overturned in America. Actually, it's a sad week for everyone because pregnancy affects everyone. Um, I still can't put into words how I feel about this because earlier in the year, I had an abortion for a failed pregnancy that my body didn't miscarry. So this feels very personal to me, as I know it will for many of you. Women have abortions for so many reasons, and all of them are valid. I'm going to put together a show on this for next week, and I want to invite you to get involved. So please get in contact if you have an experience with abortion that you would like to share. You can stay anonymous if you wish. Please get in touch at geordie at itsallher.com. A highlight of my week was going to the Neighbors Wrap Party on Friday night. I posted about this on my Instagram, but it was so nice to celebrate this show with people that I worked with 10 years ago, and it still felt like I was walking into a room full of family that I hadn't seen in in a long time. I made so many life-changing friendships on that show, and I've said it before, it doesn't matter how you feel about this show, whether you love it, whether you've never watched it, it has changed so many people's lives. And I will always be so grateful for my time there. It did feel weird though, because when I was on that show, I was 17 and I finished when I was 20. So I was a baby. And then to see them all now, I've just turned 30, I'm married, I'm a mom. It made me think a lot about you know this past decade of my life and and how grateful I am for the successes and the failures and everything in between so yeah it was it was really nice now something I do often reflect on is my friendships and how they have evolved over years i'm interested to know where you sit on this but i'm still friends with girls that i went to school with but i've also had lots of friends come in and out of my life in my 20s which is Absolutely normal. And these relationships that have either changed or ended altogether, they often happen around big life events like when I met my partner, when I fell pregnant, when I had Evie. And I think this will be the same for a lot of you that our friendships are often tested during those big life events. I caught up with longtime besties Tegan Martin and Brooke Nash to talk all things female friendships how we can maintain them, and how we can find ones that actually fill our cup rather than drain us. So here is my chat with Tegan and Brooke. Tegan Martin and Brooke Nash, I'm so excited to have you both on the show this week. We're going to be talking all about female friendships and sort of the evolution of our friendships throughout different times of our lives. You two are besties. How did you meet? Oh,
1: we've been friends for so long now. It's been about 12 years, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, we've been, yeah, we've just ran into each other so many times through the start of our friendship. And it sort of was just like meant to life. Be.
2: Yeah, life just kept
1: on putting us <laughs> in the same pathway.
2: Yeah. Um, we were in this universe actually in 20, I think we worked out it was 2010. I think we're a bit confused because we both did it a few times, but... um... (laughs) Yeah, I I was so in the zone when I did Miss Universe. Like, I don't even think I. Really, oh. I don't think I really made a, like a lot of friends. I was like really friendly to everyone, but I think Brooke would remember me as being like the one that was like practicing my questions and. Yeah, you
1: were like <laughs> sitting in the corner with like all your notes, just going over everything, and I was just there like socializing. <laughs> which is why, which is why she took out the the,
2: Miss Universe. the crowds. Universe. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this crown capturing? <laughs> a lot of story. We we ran into each other at uh, the traffic lights in I think it was Surrey Hills one day. Um, we'd both been at the same casting, I think, or we'd been yeah we were both in, in the modelling days. Um, yeah, back to back castings and jobs. And I remember running into her and being like Brooke, and we had a big chat. I think we were both going through a breakup at the time, and that's when yeah. we ended the friendship. <laughs> Well, we figured out Bond that we both shitty needed,
1: yeah, we, we, yeah. yeah, they were. And yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we um, both realised we needed a roommate, so we ended up um, moving in together. Oh,
0: wow. That's yeah. so cool. I can imagine that, I mean, you're both obviously the models, but you've got quite a similar look as well. So you would have been going up for quite a few of the same jobs, I would imagine. Yeah, how does that, does that sort of put a strain on a, on a friendship when you're both going for the same jobs?
2: I think for some, it could for sure but Brooke and I are probably two of the most laid back people. <laughs> yeah. I think for us, it was more of a, a, like a positive because we could just
1: go together, you know, share, yeah. share the
2: same car. and. <laughs> <laughs> also both working quite consistently and I think yeah the toughest things as a model and don't get me wrong I've been there myself where I've been to 10 castings and been rejected 10 times like it's it's a tough industry and I can imagine or I, I do know for sure that it yeah. can cause disharmony between friendships um but Brooke and I were really lucky we we were both working and I think that's probably uh, a big reason why it wasn't an issue yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> if one of yeah. us Coming home and and consistently working and making money, and the other one was sort of like not landing anything, it would have been
0: hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: What do you think are some of the keys
0: to finding those female friendships that are genuinely
2: supportive? Mm, That's a good one. Um, I think the biggest trick is to learn to step back from the ones that aren't. I think that's the hardest part um it's not hard to meet people or to make friends but it is hard to meet the right friends Mm. so for me over the years I really had to make a conscious effort to you know sit with thinking about whether people were right and wrong for me and if someone did something wrong by me you know to draw back and and not lean in and try and fix it but just understand that maybe that person didn't have the same morals as me or yeah I think that's that's the trick is to Mm. know step away um and eventually the right ones will drop in um without you even having to try like Brooke and I this is really organic um we kept as Brooke said we kept landing in the same place it was almost like it was meant to be
0: yeah I think as well
2: finding friends that are genuinely happy for you when
0: something good happens mm, in your life I I noticed a huge shift in my friendships when I met my now husband, mm. but there were some friends that I thought, mm, would you just prefer me to be single because it's more convenient for you or are you actually happy for me?
1: Hi. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with both of you even like so much. Um, like everything, every time you go through a big life-changing experience, um, you sort of see uh, your your friendship dynamics shift and change. And um, mm. I definitely experienced that when I fell pregnant. Um, because a lot of my friends weren't sort of there yet. So, yep. yeah, a lot of the the friendships I had did shift and change. And did you lose yeah. friends? Because I did when I oh. felt pregnant. I wouldn't say I've lost them. I've definitely fell out of touch with friends. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't think I've lost any. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Probably you more. don't have as much time for. <sighs> Um, as many friends as you did when before you were a yeah. mum. So.
0: And I think those friendships that you have that are really social-based, that are based on going out and having fun, mm. if there's no deeper basis to the friendship, they're the ones that kind of shift because yeah. you don't have time and you are pregnant, obviously. You can't go out and have drinks and all that sort of stuff anymore. So those are the friendships and the relationships that sort of wane yeah. a little.
1: Yeah, and I think it was hard for me to sort of justify whether it was going through COVID because I was pregnant through COVID as well, um, whether it was, you know, me shifting into motherhood or whether it was um, the fact we were going through COVID. So I just didn't know whether what, how to justify what mm-hmm. I was going through because everyone was sort of going through something yeah. through COVID as well. So
2: Yeah. We actually spoke about this and and I remember saying to Brooke, it's actually often not about you it's about them um Mm. if someone's acting differently towards you because you're in a different stage to them or um you're feeling a bit of tension or maybe even you you know jealousy or you're actually they're actually acting on the nastiness whatever it may be it's a reflection of them and where they're at and and sometimes you put the narrative in your head and think of it like that it softens it and makes you stress a lot less over it (laughs) yeah yeah that's so true
0: so Brooke. What were some of the things that you really appreciated in your friends when you were pregnant and, ha- and when you had your first baby?
1: Um, well, because I was the first to fall pregnant, I found um, like some of the reactions that my friends had very different, um, but most of them were super supportive and that asked me loads of questions about what I was going through, how I was feeling, and I felt like that really made me feel like they supported me and they were excited for me to go through yeah. this new journey. But some, you know, weren't as, um, how would you say, yeah, as interested.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in, um,
1: so yeah. I think, yeah, just being supportive, like and asking questions, because going through pregnancy um is just such a wild experience um and being able to talk about it with your friends is so nice and and um yeah helpful going through that experience knowing that you have people there that are interested and want to help you because I'm in the same position as you I'm the first
0: out of well at least my school sort of cohort that fell pregnant I feel like I'm going to be a better friend to them when it's oh, their turn. Like, I'll absolutely, yeah, we really support them really well.
1: Yeah. I think going through pregnancy yourself, you just, you, you realize what exactly a woman needs while they go through that. Um, but like, in saying that, like some of my friends that don't have kids were so amazing. And yeah, um, yeah I'm so thankful for all of them.
0: Yeah. And Tease, when you said before about assessing how people make you feel and, and those friendships that aren't maybe filling your cup, how do you, how do you sort of step away from those friendships and create a bit of space when you know it's going to be the best thing for you?
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can actually some people take the approach of saying something, you know, mm. um, you know, I'm just taking. At the moment, I didn't agree with what you said or did because they haven't actually done anything and it's more just an like an energy or like a feeling you get you're getting from them. Yeah. It's pretty easy to sort of just not go out of your way to, to make as much effort to see them, or maybe you'll be busy a few times in a row. And, mm. and I think people generally get the gist of it once you've once you've said no to a few, a few things. And I think I've actually had friendships sort of come back to life when I've taken. A step back, and I think they've then realized, oh, I didn't handle that very well. Like I wasn't yeah. I say anything to her as such, but you know, she, you know, I can't use the mum thing, but I could use like the when I won Miss Universe, and all of a sudden I was in a very different place, and I had very different people received that in very different ways. Some were supportive mm-hmm. vocally, some were not saying much at all, and some just went MIA. Um, and those friendships can come back. But sometimes I think if you maybe don't don't say yes to seeing them for a few times, they might think, oh, okay, I, I think she's picked up on, on how I was feeling and that's not good enough. And I've had friends yeah. apologize to me and say, you know what, I wasn't there for you. Um, this is how I felt and I'm really sorry. And, you know, I'm absolutely fine to see them from that point on. I think it's yeah, in a, a romantic relationship. You just need to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. Not enough communication in friendships. It's like yeah. differently to a romantic relationship. And I don't know why, like I'm always the one in my group. My friends always speak about how I'm the one that will pull people up on things that made me, yeah. say, hey, like you said something and it kind of made me feel like this. Did you mean it like that? And often I've read, read it in the wrong way or whatever, but it just immediately clears the air and, and makes the friendship so much easier if you just bring it up.
0: yeah
1: yeah
0: Mm.
2: I'm such a people pleaser
0: I can never bring
1: (laughs) so am I I took me so long to actually learn how to cull those friendships that were actually draining me it took me mm. I think until I actually fell pregnant for me to yeah I was more about quantity rather than quality of my friendships and then entering motherhood I've just sort of really grasped onto the ones that I appreciate and do make me
2: feel really good.
1: So yeah. Um, yeah. I
2: think it shakes people like my best friends going through it at the moment. And all of a sudden she's like, I just don't care about anything I used to care about. <laughs> and I'm like, good. That's yeah. like, like similar. I, I was a people pleaser. She's always claimed to be one too. And I think it sort of shifts you into a gear because you actually don't have the option to be a people pleaser as much as no. you know. I think coming into my 30s as well
0: I, I care a lot less yeah like I just yeah. I just don't care as much about I, I, I and it is that thing that quality over quantity like I would rather have four or five really close good girlfriends than a group of 10 that are mediocre yeah,
2: yeah absolutely
1: Actually. I couldn't agree more
2: journal yesterday I have it right next to me which is why I thought it was funny when you brought it up Jordy. I wrote people in my corner and I haven't finished it it's not it's not just five I literally wrote in brackets genuinely yeah <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that you brought that up i like, I only sat with this yesterday where I was like I want to like do some goal setting and manifesting or whatever and I started writing people down that I like actually genuinely believe want me to succeed and like yeah not many i don't know like i I could say they're probably under 10 um yeah that book would be one of them
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks darling (laughs) we had some listener
0: questions come in for you girls so first off Teagues, you had your tv show natural living
2: is there going to be a season two i can confirm that there will be (laughs) how exciting so it is a brand funded show. So um, at the moment, they're in the process of selling it. So, you know, with, with any television, there is always ifs and buts. Um, yeah. It it has to, you know, it has to go right through the selling process. So we're waiting to, to see, but the network loved it and um, have confirmed that we have a spot. So, yeah, I'm I'm saying it is. <laughs> That's so exciting. And that is really
0: hard, isn't it, when you have to kind of sell these like it's 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 hard to
2: Especially. be at the mercy
0: of sponsors and things like that.
2: Yeah, you would know what that feels like as well. Um, mm. And I know from when I used to co-host a podcast. Um, you know, nothing pays for itself. There needs to be money to, to keep the production going. Um, so yeah, it is hard. But I I don't even let it be an option. In my, in my head that it's not going to sell. Like I I've I've learned to to just deal with those sort of things when they happen and, and yeah, really keep the the positive vibes going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Brooke, there was a question in for you. So you fell pregnant three months after giving birth to your first baby boy. What was your reaction when you found out you were pregnant with W number two?
1: Well, it was a funny, funny story because I, I think, I don't know, you're really in touch with your body after Um, giving birth and going through pregnancy. And I just felt like I was pregnant. So I went and I snuck down to the shops and I got a pregnancy test and I did it and it only came up with one line. So I thought I wasn't pregnant. Um, So I went in to tell my partner and sort of like joke with him that we were pregnant. Yeah. Um, And when I pulled it out, it had two lines. So I was like, oh, okay, no, I am pregnant. (laughs) And then he was sort of in shock. I was in shock. We were both just (laughs) standing there in shock. Um, but, um, I, I mean, it was hard to sort of take on board that I was about to have another baby and go through nine months of pregnancy again. So I, you know, I had, I was very teary, um, Mm. the first week or so that I found out, but, um, after, you know, like, taking on board the situation, I just got excited and, um, yeah, ready for it. My mum and my family and Gareth's family are so supportive and, um, I'm really lucky, um, to have them. And so, yeah, I, I know I can do it, but um, it's, it is scary, but it is yeah. exciting as well. <laughs> I hate the expectation on women that as soon
0: as we find out that we're pregnant, we're meant to be just overjoyed and elated and we're not allowed to have those moments of being really scared or being emotional
2: because yeah. it is
0: such a huge Thing and to have just been through it and then to know that you're going to go through it again, yeah. Like, it's no wonder that you had those moments of it's also just out.
2: like a, a Coles or Woolies trip. It's not like you're at the doctor's, like, you know, like really finding out from a professional. Like, the fact that you can just go down to the local IGA and come back knowing you're pregnant still blows my mind. No, <laughs> well, I was, I was, yeah, it's.
1: I was still getting used to being a mum. Like I was still trying to transition myself into mum mode. Yeah. Um, let alone thinking about going through nine months of pregnancy again, where I feel like it, like those first twelve weeks just went like that. Like I didn't, you know, I, I, I feel like I've been pregnant for two years now. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like it's the new norm for <laughs> <to laughs> me. <laughs> I think it's going to be weird to adjust back to being not pregnant. Not pregnant. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So another question that we had come through for you, Brooke, was, um, you know, you're obviously pregnant with number two. Were Mm -hmm. there things that you did or felt or experienced with your first pregnancy and, you know, that postpartum period? Yeah. Are there things that you would be doing the same or did you learn some lessons and think, "Mm, actually, this time I'm going to do this differently or?
1: Yeah, I think... I think there is a few things that I would do differently. I think I would be um, at the hospital. I felt like I just listened to the doctors and I I just thought whatever they say, you know, is best and, you know, but I think now that I've learned a little bit more, I I have certain things that I probably wouldn't do again. Um, They put Banksy straight on a bottle, which um, I felt like. um, Really? (laughs) yeah they put him straight on a bottle because he he was just crying, and they said because he, his, my delivery was so quick, he was just so hungry, so he needed more food yeah. um, and he was and I struggled a little bit with the latching and stuff, so they um, yeah they told me that you know giving him a bottle would be a good idea, but I sort of feel like that set me up um, for a harder time breastfeeding him, and um, my breastfeeding experience wasn't um the the easiest with Banksy I only ended up breastfeeding um for 12 weeks um and I'm not sure if that played a part in it but you know I just was so um I was so open to listening to their opinion instead of thinking about what I wanted to do myself um Mm. so I think I would go in differently this time but also I went in not knowing anything so you know it's you do take advice from the people that, yeah you know, you respect in that industry to know. I feel what like doing you would in. just have more
0: confidence to trust your intuition
1: as well. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a massive lesson that I learned as well. Like take every piece of advice with a grain of salt, but you know your baby best. Mm. So really you make the final decision on on what, you know, you when you feed him or when you start solids or, you know, when you should be, when he should be sleeping or, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, your baby best. You just listen to yourself. Yeah. I feel like we should have that
0: just with everything in life.
1: Take advice. Have a grain of salt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Trust your instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Don't doubt yourself because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning that I'm bad. I'm yeah. (laughs) I'm always doubting, you know, myself but yeah I think becoming a mum you you definitely learn that yeah you should trust yourself more
0: yeah definitely so at it's all her we're all about making life simpler and better for women how do you do that for yourself Tegan we might start with you
2: oh gosh um for me being really busy uh I really struggle to cook like consistently healthy meals. So Mm -hmm. um, I've always been against pre-packaged meals. I've been like, no, but I've just started having them and it's literally changed my life. Um, I've been having the macros ones. They've been so good. They're dietitian uh, made meals. So that's sort of what got me over the line in the end. Um, Fussy with what I have in my food. So I wanted to find... uh, some meals that had like no MSG and no artificial flavors or refined sugars or anything. And I found, I found these really good and really tasty, um, and quite fresh. Um, but that's been really a big one for me is like having not for every meal, but just having them in the freezer for when I need to grab something and go, um, Yeah. rather than just going, you know, and buying something that, I, you know, I don't know what oils are in it. I don't know what sugars are in it. Um, you can buy a salad from the local cafe, but it's not. There's no guarantee that it's actually healthy. Um, so that yeah, you just don't know what they've cooked it with, do you? Not. Yeah, I've actually
1: had those meals before, and um, and thinking back to the last question of what I would do differently this time with second bub is, um, having ready-made meals in the fridge so that when bub arrives, you have that option to just go and get something that's really healthy out of the fridge and that's super easy. Yeah. Because everyone um, will
0: bring you meals, but at least you know what's in the.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Did you get a million
0: lasagnas? I got a million lasagnas. I
1: got yes. Well, I got one lasagna,
2: but I was very appreciative of that lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I took my best friend donuts. I should have made lasagna. (laughs) Oh my
1: god!
2: (laughs) One. (laughs) The donuts probably
0: went down better than the lasagna overnight breastfeeding.
2: True. Yeah how long does it take to cook and clean up it's like it feels like a constant and I don't even have kids you do it with kids it just feels like way too much time in a busy day I feel like there's just a revolving door of cooking cleaning
0: and washing like I don't know how people with like more than two kids keep up with their washing
1: that's one thing that's scaring me about having two kids is because my washing has doubled since having Banksy. And yeah. then is it going to double again with this baby? Like, I just, I don't know how to keep up.
0: <laughs> You're going to have more
1: spew and more poo to
2: clean up. Aunty will come to help. You're going to have to move in. <laughs> I need some warming up. You haven't been on the kid thing during this episode, so... Um... <laughs> puddles will change my mind <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that newborn baby smell oh my gosh
1: that
0: is like the best smell in the world it oh. is
1: isn't it <laughs> oh
0: girls thank you so much for joining us on the show this week i'll uh, link your socials and i'll uh, link those macros meals that you were talking about as well so thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll chat soon thanks.
1: thanks for having us Thanks.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of It's All Her. If you have loved this episode, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen and I'll be back in your ears very soon.